So, uh, for those who have been following us on the last podcast that we made, we were talking about remasters and remakes. And uh, I've got a little treat for you. Um, so, if you can actually tell us on Twitter at GoPlayThat, which game did not Earl and Bob look forward to be remade, then you will get yourself a copy of Homeworld Remastered on Steam. So, go ahead, do that, give your tweets. The first one gets it. I will be waiting. Hello and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. I'm Earl Baker and joining me this week uh, yet again is Bob Morate. Hello, man. And Robert Cook. Hey, you're right. Now, we haven't had this threesome for a little while now, have we? <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a relief to get rid of Tom, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sick of it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this week we're going to do our, our usual thing and uh, do a roundtable on what are we playing. Um, and uh, R- Rob has requested to not go first, so you're, I'm going to put Bob on the spot. Bob, okay. what have you been playing? I have been playing Undertale. Undertale? Oh, no. and, ah, yeah. now this is, this is the game that you mentioned uh, to me on Facebook as uh, being life-changing or something, or have I just completely over overstated it? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. This is the way I would define it, yes. Okay. Because I, I enjoyed it so much that I beat it on a single sitting. It's um, for the common rule for an RPG that you would normally play, let's say Japanese RPG or Japanese influence RPG, It's uh, you can actually beat it in like seven to eight hours. So wait, which Japanese is influence, fine. so it's not Japanese? No. It's made by a single person, in fact, American, called Toby Fox. Um, he's done 85% of the game, at least. I know that he's made the game, the music, and uh, most of the graphics, but I think he had external help with a few other things or a few external graphics or whatever. But 85% of the game is just his, which is nothing short of uh, an impressive feat. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Sounds like, it a, is. like a, a passion project. Yeah, and it was made on Game Maker, which is even more inspiring for me. Ah, of course. Because I really like to use this tool myself, so knowing that you can actually make such a game on Game Maker is mind blowing. Yeah, I've, I've quite often uh, peeked in your Twitch streams uh, to see what you're up to on Game Maker. Do, 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 <laughs> do, you to, do you want to pimp your personal Twitch channel? It's it's Bob Morate, right? Yeah, it is yeah, Twitch TV slash Bob Morate. Although I haven't been streaming too much lately. Mm. Uh, whenever I do get onto Twitch, though, it's usually because either I am on the PS4 and I'm like, okay, let's fire up from here, or I just am at the PC making something on Game Maker, which is the most boring thing you can ever think of. <laughs> just me, me typing some random keys, yawning, and and looking with a confused face at my code. This is priceless. Well, I have a voyeurism fetish, so it's actually very entertaining for me. Well, you, if you give me conversation, it's going to be a lot more entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> so JRPG. But yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not really a JRPG, but it's kind of an, a JRPG because it's supposed to be turn-based. Let's just start from the beginning. Um, I can, this for a change, I can actually talk about it without saying, oh, if I talk about it, yeah. I'm going to spoil it. It's not, it's not really the case. 
It's not really the case. Um, it, it's a game where the main story is that long, long time ago, there were two civilizations, the humans and the monsters. They were at war and the humans won. And then just they they put the monsters on some sort of underworld sealed away. And then a child falls into some sort of pit and appears in the monster world. So far, so good. That's pretty much all you're going to hear about the human world anyway. Because everything that happens in the monster world is really what counts in this game. You know nothing about the main character and it doesn't really matter because it's supposed to be representing yourself. So the kicker here is that when you encounter an enemy and you enter this dynamic of turn-based combat, the kicker of this game, what makes it so uh, special is that first of all, you don't have to kill anyone. You always have a choice of talking your way out of every fight. Okay. Are we talking like uh, you have like a charm statistic or is it like a multiple multiple choice uh, it's, thing to say? It's kind of like a puzzle. You okay. Know? So uh, let's say that when you attack, you attack and that's that. But if you choose to do something else, depending on the enemy that you're facing, you're giving a series of options about what you can do with this character or with this enemy and uh, depending on which, which options you may actually uh, make this enemy no longer want to fight you anymore and whenever you do that then you win so we're talking like um monkey island insult sword fighting no, no exactly because monkey island is like yeah you have to know exactly what respawn goes to with with this insult right. you know but let's say that for example you encounter a, a an, an enemy that okay so you have several options you have the options of uh speaking you have the options of patting his head or playing fetch so, okay, right. So, yeah, this is another thing that I really like of this game. It's a really, really, um, it has a lot of influence from Earthbound, which you can tell right away. Ah, yeah, okay. Because it's got this silliness factor in it, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, depending on which options that you choose, then the enemy reacts in one way or another. And uh, whenever the enemy just gets tired, gets tired of fighting you, then you can just choose to spare him. The the fight ends. You get your well. You don't really get experience because you didn't kill him, but you win, and you can proceed through the game. You can beat the game with level one. Right. Okay. I, I, oh. Okay. So you you do have a level progression, but you don't even have to progress your character. Right. Huh. All right. Exactly. And the level progression is actually a really big thing in the game that this I cannot talk about. Okay. Oh, okay. Because you've, it's you've part really of the piqued meta. my interest with this game, Bob. You I... should, yeah. I mean, really, it's it's a fantastic game. It's this kind of game that, just like the Stanley Parable, for example, it's a game that you have to experience at least once in your lifetime. Um, I saw that the... So there is some kind of action even when you're not engaging in combat, right? So you have to... Mm -hmm. So yeah. You're in this. You're kind of like represented as like a pixel in a box, and you have to like bullet dodge, like a bullet bullet hell, yeah. like move around to avoid. Like if you if you say something that makes the enemy cry, then their tears are going to come down through the box, and you've got to kind of dodge out the way. Yeah, 
<laughs> that is exactly right. Yes, when when you're dodging what? an enemy, when the enemy is attacking you, okay, the um, the outcome of that attack is not really decided with a dice roll or a stat or something like that. What it happens is that uh, the action screen turns into a small box with a hut. the The hut is what you control, and what you have to do is to avoid the enemy projectiles. So if you manage to avoid all of the enemy projectiles before the end of this turn, then you take no damage. Every projectile that you hit is you you take damage from it. So this is that sounds to me like uh, Paper Mario RPG style mini games, and the mini games are bullet hell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what? That is exactly right. Yes. But just the dodging, just the dodging element of it, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. How how have I not played this game? Because it came out last month. Okay, so it's yeah, it, it's you, quite. You know new. me so well. I don't play stuff when it's new. Yeah, it's it's actually quite new. But I would recommend you make an exception on this because it's super cheap too. I mean, for the amount of joy yeah, that you can like, get uh, out 10, of it, ten euros. Uh, yeah, ten I euros. Think I'm I, I'm on the brink of picking it up. I need to I need to figure out. Um, I guess a, a day. Um, I mean, maybe a weekend day coming up uh, just to dedicate to it because I've just got so many other bigger games coming up but i definitely want to finish this before the end of the year yeah there's a, a christmas rush of triple a's coming now with uh, rise of the tomb raider fallout 4 etc um it'd be a shame to to miss out stuff like this so i, I so the obvious question here that this is on steam right only yes Right. Okay. I wonder if there's a, a Mac version. Do you know if there's a Mac version? I think I think there is, but I'm okay. not 100% sure now. But yeah, fun fact is this game right now has the highest Metacritic score on PC games. <laughs> oh, really? Over GTA Five. Yes. Okay. I have no idea what happened to me then. I must have been sleeping <laughs> under a rock when this was released. No, that's that's totally fine. I mean, I was like wondering exactly why this game was so special and then i saw the video and i was like oh it reminds me, it reminds me a little bit of earthbound i i may like it you know so i decided to pick it up a couple of weeks ago and i just started the game and since the very first moment i was totally charmed by it it was blowing me away i think i may have seen screenshots of it and uh i thought it was something more like to the moon which is completely, you know, yeah. it's a good game, but it just wasn't the sort of thing I was in the mood for at the time. And I, I think no, once that moment had passed, as as the Steam store is these days, you, you look at something once and then you never see it again. Yeah. Uh, just because it's just a sea of games right now. So, yeah. okay. All right. I'm going to circle back and uh, make sure I play this before the end of the year like Rob. Sure. And gameplay-wise, you already know what it is. I told you, but there's something that really, really stands out in this game, which is the attention to detail that uh, Toby Fox has put into this game. Because um, when when you save the game, you have like one only one save slot. But and here, this is the big but: um, the game has a hidden save slot that knows when you have loaded the game and what you've been doing. Huh. So well, let's I like say, big butts and I can't lie. Yeah. So let's say that, for example, you play through the game and uh, uh, you kill someone. You feel bad about it later, you know? And then you load the game and it's like, okay, then I'm just going to um, kill him or her. And this is, yeah, this is it. This is going to be my playthrough. But the game knows and the game will call you out for it. Huh. So it's, it's like... Animal Crossing, the... Um... Name. My, yeah, kind of, kind of. Oh, uh, yeah, that's actually a better comparison than the one I was going to make. Yeah, 
it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but uh, mm. it's more like, yeah, okay, so I know what you did. I know that you killed this person before, and then you loaded the game because you felt bad. That's that's not how these things works, and uh, huh. and yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really really looking forward to hear from you when you play it, what you think of it, and and the kind of playthrough that you got because. There's so much discussion to make about this game, and the biggest part, the best part of the discussion, it's exactly what I cannot talk about. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you've actually very much piqued my interest with that. I uh, may even go buy this <laughs> as soon as we disconnect. I think because uh, that's really well, interesting to me. Worth, do you think it's worth um, dedicating? Full like seven eight hours, or is it something that could also hold value in, in shorter bursts? You don't have to play it on, on a single go, no. But I did because I did enjoy it, and I have the day free, you know. Yeah. So I just started it on the morning, and I just played it through for the whole day. But you, it's something that you can actually play, dedicate a couple of hours, reach a point, and say, okay, yeah, I may continue tomorrow, and that's totally fine. It doesn't really lose any of its okay, value. Cool. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a quick look. Um one evening this week um and uh i'll probably play it in two hour chunks but if it looks like something i'm gonna have difficulty walking away from maybe i'll save it for the weekend i'm really sure that i will be replaying it at some point really wow okay all right well bob you've made it very difficult for the rest of us now no no um, really. come on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll spin into the game I have been playing. Um, I had a real difficulty choosing one game because uh, I actually uh, had some time off work sick, which um, obviously is a fantastic opportunity to get mm. some gaming done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also bought an Xbox One yesterday and I've been uh, jamming on that quite a lot uh, today, but nothing for long enough to, uh, to justify mentioning, although I, I imagine that next podcast the one after something on xbox will uh, will pop up i'm gonna go with uh xenoblade chronicles wow on the wii the okay wii. okay cool yeah so, brave yeah so two two jrpgs uh of sorts uh so i picked this up on the wii u virtual console oh i didn't even, even know it was out on the virtual console uh me neither huh and uh, I saw it and bought it immediately nice. because it was only like 15 bucks. Wow. Um, I, I, a lot of the Wii games are actually really low priced uh, compared to the NES games, which are debatably overpriced. Uh, so it's a really strange payoff there. Um, and Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming out uh, this month. Soonish? I'm not sure exactly when. Soonish. Before the end of the year, for sure. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know I worked in that game, Xenoblade? I did not, yep. Bob. Yep, I did not. When when I moved well, to it's... Germany, it was one of the first games we did. Huh. Well, it's a good thing I'm not gonna rip the shit out of it, then, isn't it? No, it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> we just worked Glacian there, so no, okay, nothing yeah. gameplay related. So yes, Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, so I'm playing on the Wii U, which is. A very different experience to how it would have been played uh, had I bought the game originally, because I'm actually playing it a lot on the gamepad itself. What? Yeah. So Does it support I, it? Or... Yeah. Wow. All the Wii games do. But... All the Wii games work uh, on the gamepad. Yeah, but I mean, most of the games are like um, to point with the Wii remote and such, right? I believe it's emulated with the gamepad. Oh. 
I could be way off base there, but this game doesn't need any pointing anyway. Oh my, which... Um, in actual fact, I think it was bundled with the uh, controller pro. It was, yes. Back, that was correct. Back in the day. So yeah, uh, it just maps those controls to the gamepad. Um, I was originally going to get it on 3DS Oh, because uh, I, I missed it back in the day. I, I, I watched a friend play through the first few hours and thought, yes, want to play that. Um, but reading up on it, apparently the graphics are a little bit khaki. Yeah, for what I heard is <laughs> on the 3DS version. For what I heard is the inferior version. Yeah, yeah, it but is. it's 3D. Uh, it doesn't add any. I guess. Well, yeah, I, I can cross my eyes and pretend. Yeah. Um, but uh, I am able to play on my sofa with the gamepad, um, and then switch to the TV if I want to. Um, so I get the best of both worlds. Uh, not the sort of game I'd want to play in a commute personally, anyway. So playing in in my own home is is perfectly fine. Uh, I am loving it. Nice. In short. I adore this game. Um, I'm about eight hours in, I think. I'm guessing that doesn't scratch the surface too much. Seven hundred to go. <laughs> really? It's, I don't know. No, it's an exaggeration, but it's a huge game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very story heavy as well. It's um, there's there's a lot of uh, cutscenes in there, but the story is actually fantastic. Actually, I'm really enjoying uh, the narrative, um, and one of the first things I had to do was switch the game to Japanese because the British voice acting is atrocious. <laughs> uh, oh my God, what are they thinking? Dumbo. Um, it's it's all, all right, mate. All right, let's go to war. Yeah, let's do it. Go on in. Get your sword out. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but the Japanese voice acting uh, is assumably no nothing along those lines uh doesn't sound like it anyway well, it's just the, but, the regular anime that screaming makes you stronger stuff yeah exactly yeah. and that's fine yeah. i dig that i dig that style um but the thing i wanted to talk about the most here is the is the combat um because it's it's not unique because i'm aware that final fantasy uh, not 10 12 i think uses a similar system yeah where, where you basically can walk around the uh, the battlefield yeah. yes it was 12 yeah yeah so there's like there are turns happening or at least there are cooldowns on your skills but at the same time you're able to walk around so um sounds simple but very satisfying in execution um you have one character level them up as, say, a tank, so they are always getting the aggression from the opponent, and then you go around the back and do a backslash and all that kind of stuff. Um, just really straightforward, but very, 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 very satisfying to actually pull off. Um, and the graphics are really good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've done anything on the Wii U or if it's just a, if it's just straight up emulating that system, but I found it quite difficult to believe it. That the Wii U would be would be capable of that. Yeah, especially because it's a Wii game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a straight up Wii conversion. It's not an HD version or anything like that. It's just, um, but no, it, it just runs really well. Uh, really nice long draw distance, and uh, the the character models are are really really cool. Um, I didn't realize actually until partway through because I was looking it up that the game has no relation at all to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Apparently not. No. So 
I originally went into this thinking, oh, I should play the first one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was like 20 hours in and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, I already have a pre-order on the next game, but um, no regrets. I will finish this off because um, if, if this is a standalone game, so be it. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. And just very... Um, What's the word? It's it's just very approachable, very easy to get into. I think I'm always a little bit nervous before I go into a JRPG uh, because the battle mechanics are usually something you have to memorize. And I I'm thinking materia in the back of my head now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but just certain battle systems, you have to really dedicate time to that game to get into it. Whereas with this one, I actually played the game, left it for a couple of days, came back, and it all felt very instinctive. And I don't think battle systems are usually, that's the word, instinctive. Uh -huh. um, the, and I think that is related to the fact that you can, you can walk around uh, during the combat. It, it feels almost like an MMORPG, in essence, um, even down to the fact that you go town to town and there are exclamation marks above certain people in the town. You collect the missions and then you go out into the wild and kill the amount of enemies that they want killed. Um, so if that puts someone off the game or if they don't like MMOs, probably not going to be their cup of tea. But for me, uh, it, it floats my boat mm -hmm. <laughs> very much so. I um, I gave it a go when it first came out on the Wii. Right. And I think I played about eight hours as well, but I am, I don't know how to play those games. So when I got to this giant spider, I, I, I assume I'm just super under leveled and got rinsed time and again. And I didn't, I just don't have the, uh, the patience to go back and grind. So, so if, okay. if that's a likely scenario, I mean, I know no, where you are. It's, it's very, it's very unlikely. And I know where you are yeah. as well, because I'm a few hours past that. Um, right. That boss will destroy you because it's trying to teach you a very specific combat mechanic. And it doesn't do a very and good job you, at it, I think. It doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't communicate this one new thing to you very well. But basically, it is you do this thing or it will one-hit kill everyone. Okay. And it's basically... It's not time travel. It's, um, it's clairvoyance. Um, but you're... Your character can see into the future. Yeah, that's the one. It, yeah, it can that. see that it's going to do this attack, and there is only one combination of attacks to counter it. And if you don't use those skills, um, that's it. You're done for. And it mentions it really briefly in passing before that boss battle. It's a good thing I was paying attention. <laughs> um, but it did wipe me out the first time, like, immediately. And I, I realized very quickly, ha, huh, this is this is a tutorial more than a boss. Yeah. The trouble is, is that when you go back to that boss, it doesn't repeat that line of text. It's just <laughs> sitting there waiting for you. And it's just like, hey, let's go again. But it doesn't tell you the thing you're meant to do. So that is, I, I even thought, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that you got stuck there. I even thought at the time, holy shit, it's a good thing I read that because otherwise I would never have got past this boss. Yeah, and I, I I spend so much time with those kind of games, just drifting through, just uh, a kind of kind of a modern gamer. Yeah, uh, like just you know, just uh, just expecting the game's gonna 
going to tell me what I need to know. Yeah, uh, and, and then hold my hand. Well, I feel really feel really dense now. But uh, uh, no, 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 no. I, honestly, I I actually thought this at the time. Um, I I did think, wow, this is such a um, if you'll excuse the expression, such a Japanese way of of game design. This very you have to pay attention to all of the little details as the player. Otherwise, you're going to miss something crucial and you're done for. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I realize that that could be off-putting for some, but um, if if you really want to get your teeth stuck into something um, like a JRPG, this uh, this is this was right up what my alley for what I, what I wanted for this week, at least. Yeah, and and my, my feelings about the game were really positive up until that, and I just felt I've probably just fallen into the JRPG trap now uh, because I didn't do something earlier and i yeah. didn't, didn't really give it a second thought that maybe i'd miss something in that moment so that's a shame but uh yeah i i would also recommend it and i i actually had it in the in the um the british uh vo oh, right. yeah yeah you tolerated it less less because it was like good but because it was unique to that game like i i understood it was bad but no other game is doing that and it kind of was the right kind of like this is this is really stupid these these guys these yeah voices don't fit but it's but it's funny yeah 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 no no i i i you're right i think i was hoping for something dramatic right. and to have something that i guess was intentionally slash unintentionally a bit yeah, cheesy just, and just corny it, yeah 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 um but you're right. It does sound really peculiar to set to hear British actors, or at least people putting on a British accent um, in a game in that setting as well. Because um, mm. usually anime is is voiced over with a very Californian um, accent. And Troy Baker. And that's kind of what you expect. Or Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but one one point I did want to end on actually is uh, one of the things I uh, do like about this game in particular is it's the opposite of what you thought it was, Rob, which is a grind fest. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do think that you essentially just have to follow the story objectives and killing the monsters on the way there is enough level to help you achieve the, the boss encounter, whatever it is, at the end. So I didn't feel like I had to circle back for any, um, for any duration of time to level up before I continued. Um, Although, obviously, if my XP bar was like 5% until the next level, I would just hit that before I go into a dungeon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm only eight hours in, and I haven't done any research online, so maybe I'm wrong, and it does get a bit grindy later on, but um, I'm prepared for that mentally, I think. I, I want to see this through to the end. I, sure. I'm committed. So this is your long game to stick with for now, then? It is, yeah, yeah. Which is a terrible time to get <laughs> yeah, into a long game. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny. As soon as you said that, my Xbox just notified me that Rise of the Tomb Raider is ready to play. Oh boy! Oh, the 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 date is the time has passed then. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It seems early, but it looks yeah. like it's just unlocked. Yeah, so I've got um, some kind of VPN stuff going on or something. Have you? Uh, I do actually to access uh, Netflix and that kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that's that's prompted it. 
Not sure. Anyway, anyway, um, that's there now. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Remember, <laughs> remember back in January when I joked about including Xenoblade on my four in February. Ah, I'm so glad you guys didn't pick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've. Well, I think I'll still be playing it in February. So let's see if that counts. <laughs> 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 All right, Rob, what have you been playing? Um, I'm playing a lot of The Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. Or um on it uh ps4 okay and i i picked it up at launch and played it pretty consistently um probably 20 hours or so maybe a bit more up until around the end uh july uh the base game yeah the base game right, um, right. i didn't finish it i i got really far but i think i just got derailed by a few other games that came out and i have a trouble with getting back into big games with a lot of complex mm. systems after a long time. Like there are mm. so many fantastic games that just have a long tail that I just can't get over the the psychological hump of easing myself back in, spending the time to learn the mechanics before I just, you know, try and progress forward. Um, right. But I think I ended up going back. I went back to it at the middle of October um which was shortly after they'd done a massive patch which um improved the the technical uh side of the game they added a new movement option which was a bit more responsive was, was that noticeable because we, we were talking about this before the podcast started oh. about some some games improving their frame rate and appearance like quite a long time after launch did, did you notice it coming back um it felt more stable. There's still problems with it. It's a, it's just one of those mm. janky sort of big, big RPGs, open world games that it, mm. it's going to have problems. But you you put up with it because it, right. because it's so good in other aspects. Um, but yeah, it, I'm sure it's far behind the PC version. Um, Assuming you've got a PC, look, yeah, do exactly. That. Like mm. <laughs> for the same, not many do. No, no, not really. And for the same like building a PC for the same price, just I imagine it's a little bit better. Um, mm. but, but anyway, like the, the, the new movement option, uh, basically makes like reduces the time between input and action and action on the screen. Um, <laughs> well, without having played it, that sounds important. So, well, the thing, the thing that it was is that they had made it very animation heavy to build mm. sort of, to make it characterful and, and unique. And, it sounds like, you know, due to user feedback, they'd added this alternate option, which they call mm. alternate. Like they're still saying the original option is the is the one that they they go with. But right. it's very interesting to add such a such a fundamental, you know, option for the user, like in a, in a in a game like this. They're an interesting studio, CD Projekt, and um, yeah, they are known to uh, to go that far. I think it's the first time they've bothered on a console, at least, but I know with both the first and second Witcher games, um, they were changing that game around, including quest lines and everything, up to a year after launch. Right, and then they for the Witcher 2, they actually, when they came to release it on the 360, it was out as the enhanced edition, which had right. all of those changes rolled in as kind of the ultimate version of the game and that's the one i yeah, that's the yeah. one i played back on 360 um and i kind of felt that that was a very good game it kind of kind of went down in quality towards the end ran out of steam um 
And I was worried that it was going to be the same deal on 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 The Witcher Three. And it's such a it's a different game because it's so expansive. There's so much going on, mm. and your the difference is it's instead of being a linear game, uh, which with The Witcher Two was, even though it was still an RPG, um, mm. The Witcher Three you have so many options and and so many places to go and so many quests to pick up that uh, I was worried that it was going to lose a bit of the quality where uh, that you you you're able to design w- uh, with that in mind when when you're building something yeah really. yeah when, when you know what the player's going to do yeah. it's much easier to 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 plan their experience yeah. out right yeah but the the big surprise is that every time I play The Witcher Three I encounter a new character new quest no matter how insignificant they seem like against the sort of main quest line they're always really interesting um you'll end up going to through several side quests in a chain that you didn't see Mm. coming um like characters that even just characters that you have one line of dialogue with you can sort of tell that there's more to them and they're not just um the same uh, face from around the corner. Like there are there are new characters, right, okay. there are, and it's really cool. Um, so it's not the uh, it's not the the Skyrim thing where every NPC is essentially uh, the same. Yeah, and every and every quest is is different, and and it has mm. you doing a load of different things. There's stealth, there's investigative work, there's mm. there's boss battles, there's hunting. Um, there's there's issues with the game. Like movement is still a bit weird. The horse is a, is a bastard, and, <laughs> and like, there's there's a, a stamina mechanic which only makes sense in the races because out in the world it just gets in the way for no reason. Oh. So, like there's a lot of there's a lot of mechanics that um, don't quite work as you'd hope, but mm. the overall experience is really good. Mm. And I I thought I was coming up to the end of the game, and I'm nowhere near. Apparently, um, I picked up the um, Hearts of Stone expansion. Uh, I, got, mm. I got the season pass. It was like 30, 30 euros, and this is like ten euros worth of that because there's an expansion that's twice the size coming out next year. And you can interact with these expansions before you finish the game. You can. I'm I'm way under leveled if I want to go and do that, so I don't have anything oh, okay. really to say about that for now. But right, right. Like it looks like a lot. It, it's an enclosed story, and that's really interesting because it gives them the chance to play to that strength that they've had like in the early innings of Witcher 2 having a linear mm. more linear, more enclosed space to deal with mm-hmm. um, but have you have either of you guys spent any time with The Witcher 3? Unfortunately not No, I, I've played the first and second one and the, the, the only reason I'm waiting is actually because my experiences with the first and second were the game that that ended up being was far better than the game I played. Sure because because of the aforementioned um, improvements that they made while the game was out, so I'm actually waiting for that ultimate edition or enhanced edition, or just for them to actually announce we're done. Yeah, like we we are, we are not going to update this anymore, and I'll play that version. Uh, very similar with my intentions for Fallout Four as well. Just those massive, massive sprawling open world games uh, tend to have lots of post-release tweaks and fixes sure yeah and uh, i i just want to play the finished thing at the end um yeah and i like I, I felt like the game wasn't in a very good state when i first played it 
like mm. between between May and, and July, and that's why why I set it, sort of set it down like um, you know, in addition to just the just the the other games coming out, it's just like maybe maybe I'm going to get more out of this if I if I set it down for now. And I feel that the game's in a really good shape, but I t- I see no problem with like waiting for them to come out with that that twenty twenty euro expansion and and then after mm. that like they'll probably bundle it up um but it is one of those games that i do want to finish uh by the end of the year because i i like thinking about um a year's releases like that and kind of i i, I like the process of, of thinking back um and giving each of these big games their their due uh and, and having thoughts and, and having discussions about uh what my favorite games of the year were so i'm looking forward to that which is coming up soon really yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there it's like even with single player games we live in such a, a social world now that if you don't play the game while it was first released and most relevant you you do miss out on those conversations and um i i i just have to make that decision essentially is is, is the game i want to be discussing with my friends at the same time that they're playing it or can i plug my ears on this one and pretend it doesn't exist until next year. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's tough. That's not an easy decision, no, no, to be honest the, with the you. Sort of, the social zeitgeist, the sort of following following a game's release, talking about it as it's coming out, um, mm. when, it, when you know, having that conversation, that first conversation at the same time that someone else is having that first conversation is really cool. Right. Some, yeah. some games can even feed from that, like uh, Fez. Uh, I played that on, on the 360 when it first came out, and uh-huh, Every, everyone example. was discovering stuff at the same time out in you know in that first week of release so people were kind yeah. of um um what is it mind like a mind share kind of thing like uh yeah like sort, a crowd like crowdsourcing exactly yeah, yeah. there were sort of crowdsourcing solutions understanding the sort of deeper uh elements of that game as kind mm. of the platform elements came away and it's something you can't really replicate later on unless no, you, it's unless, true. like we could the three of us could decide this game came out ages ago none of us have played it let's all play it and talk about it and that's a completely valid way of doing it but then there's also like on the internet there's you get into discussion and you're hearing about other people's opinions and yeah because I, I think with with fez i played it uh, much later i played it on the playstation 4 i think right and it became more of a case of looking up the solutions yeah. when I got stuck. Yeah, and it loses it loses a bit of that meaning, and and maybe you even yeah, look at yeah. it and you go, well, I don't see really what all the fuss was about. But and, right. I, and I don't even know if that was an in, in, like an intention. On the no, I, I think uh, people make a meta game of their own almost. That's um, I mean, I actually um, thanks thanks to Stu um, played Life is Strange and caught up to be playing it in real time by episode three. Mm. And I actually found it really interesting to uh, not even contribute, but just read um, Reddit posts after the episode had been completed. Mm, yeah. And obviously, if you were to read those posts now, you're going to be spoiled the ending of episode five, which is the, the final episode. Yeah. But being able to discuss um, a story while it's in progression mm. episodically was actually quite unique for me. And I, I really enjoyed doing that. And that's gone now for anyone that wants to do that with Life is Strange. That that moment has passed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a, watching a, a, a TV series that's, that's yeah. going like prem- premiering. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, pe people that will jump onto a forum and talk about, um, um, like Game of Thrones or, you know, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Game of Thrones. And I thought, well, everyone's read the books, <laughs> but yeah, some, something like that where, you know, you just want to, uh, breaking bad, you know, people will jump on and say, Oh my God, you know, is this character going to die next episode? I don't know. <laughs> but if you were to look it up now, you find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can't, go online for anything these days no exactly you're just exactly. gonna you're just gonna ruin it for yourself like it's it's tough but yeah um i mean that could be a cool experiment i mean one like some sometime down down the road we could all find like the six of us could find the game that we're all interested in and has that has that behind it has that you know something that's worth discussing and yeah i think so that'd be you know something that we all collectively missed yeah that would, um, that would be a tough one for the six of us but i guess we could <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'd be willing to do it. It'd have to be a replacement, or, or you know, instead of a four in February, it'd have to be a one in March or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for for looking into that one for yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, might, I might do some research, find, see if I can find yeah, something. Yeah, tell, tell us what not to play for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we could look at stuff that's out now. I guess Fallout Four is going to be difficult to convince yeah, people to not, not play. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to win that argument. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, you, you mentioned Wild Hunt at the beginning. Is that um, is that something that brought you back to The Witcher, or is uh, is that again something you have to level up for to experience? Um, Wild Hunt is is the is the subtitle of the game. That's just the the oh, I mean that's <laughs> the name. That's the main name of the of the of the enemy. Right. Okay. But yeah, he is the wild hunt. <laughs> is that a typo? <laughs> no, he's no. a he's such a wild hunt. <laughs> he is a complete and utter hunt. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, uh, back to topic, uh, Rob. I have a question for you. Um, hmm. I have with The Witcher the same problem that Tom has with Metal Gear Solid. He's never played any Metal Gear Solid. I have never played any Witcher games whatsoever. Would Hi. Would The Witcher Three be a good starting point for someone like me? Yeah, I think so. Um, huh. Yeah, so it does a it does a good job of of explaining sort of character relationships um not not so much that it feels overburdened but enough that you know that there's something going on um the animation like the animation and sort of the movement during cutscenes, is really expressive so you can like just with a subtle sort of shifty you know look out the corner of the eye you can tell something's going on um and there's actually a main character um in which are three which is not in Witcher 2, and I've not uh, played Witcher 1. So, so, you know, even though I played Witcher 2, there's still stuff in the Witcher 1, which I I, I, I'm still appreciating, despite the fact that I've not played the original. When you speak about the animations, you're actually talking about the sex scenes, right? <laughs> there's no, sh well, there's no shifty eyes there. <laughs> <laughs> they are dead yeah. eyes. <laughs> dead, glassed over eyes. Yeah. Well, because you can carry over your Witcher 1 save to Witcher 2 on PC. Oh, is that so? Yeah, and I assume you can then carry over 2 um, to 3. There, it's really, really interesting. I, I don't know if there is like a proper like save import. I imagine for PC there is. But there's there's a part... From 1 to 2, definitely. Yeah, I must, uh, maybe there is from 2 to 3, but there's a, there's a point partway into the game where you're basically being kind of interrogated. And it gives you a chance to either 
um, tell this character you, that's uh, interrogating you what happened or, or change um, what actually occurred during The Witcher 2. Um, so right. it, it's, okay. And it's really good and it's really seamless. And if you're um, new and you don't know what any of these events are, it's, there's not quite enough explanation of what they are, but it doesn't really matter. You just pick the option that sounds the coolest or sounds the most, you know, the most interesting, and then it goes into a bit of detail there, but you don't really lose anything by not having played the previous right. games. And it's a really interesting way of introducing it. It's not like a motion comic or a set of sliders at the start of the game. It sort of seamlessly um, adds it in. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, Witcher 2 did a quite a good job of getting you up to scratch with what happened in Witcher yeah. 1. So I would say if you were going to, as a stretch, play one of the previous ones, Witcher 1 is probably not one you have to worry about. Um, also, the gameplay of that game is completely different. It's a mouse-only yeah. um, control method. And yeah, I think you even click to move as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, d- d- it's even though it's not that old, it's uh, it's dated, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Witcher Two um, is apparently a, a very good version on Xbox 360. If you don't have the PC to pump out um, out that game, so I, I would personally say Witcher Two is probably worth a look if you can pick up a, a cheap copy. So, but um, I, I haven't I haven't played the third one. If if Rob's saying that you can get into Witcher Three and know what's going on narratively. And that's good. That's good yeah, enough I, for I you. Then uh, actually to own it. Witcher one and, th- and two. I just never played them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, if you recommend well, me, to... boot, boot Witcher one then, and let me know what you <laughs> okay. think. May, I may do that. You might appreciate the third one by the time you get to it if you if you dip into the other two. Um, but I I I say it depends. Like it it's similar to you know it's difficult to go back to a previous version of a series. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you played the latest one, because a lot of the time they yeah. actually improved all of their mechanics, and you have to go back. Uh, and it, you, you might only do that if you actually had some feelings of nostalgia towards those earlier games. Like I go, I go back and play Max Payne one and two, even though I've played a lot of three. Um, but in this case, there's there's quite a lot of game there that I'd say just go with three. Okay. Yeah, these are like these are like two hundred hour games apiece. If you yeah, if you want them to be, I'm not letting this one be. Maybe it'll only be a hundred. Only a hundred. Only a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the real um, hardcore um, route is to read all the books, Bob. I've got I've got the first two, but I haven't finished them yet. In the original Polish. Yeah, you have to read them uh, in Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, I have them in Spanish because it was a gift from a friend. But. Uh, I, 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 I think that um, they may have been localized into Spanish before they were really? English. I'm not sure about that, but I, I remember someone telling me that English wasn't necessarily the first language they were translated to. I see. To. Um, uh, someone will fact check that and, uh, and say I'm wrong. <laughs> Go play that at gmail.com if you think I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that in order to be like completely in harmony with the whole lore, you have to read the books, you have to play the games in order, and so on yeah. and so forth. Which is, I'm not really they are, against. They that. are definitely referenced. I'm not really against that. I'm just no. not having the time right now. That With the Witcher Three knows that you might not have played the other games, and it does a real good job of not making you feel like an outsider. I'd say that. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Yeah, that boils it down very well. Yeah. It, it respects your time. It respects well, your it respects time. Your, 
potential time with with the series, but then it doesn't give a crap. <laughs> if you, yeah, it will give you plenty of reasons to play for two hundred okay. hours. But if you want the cynical version, it's we want you to buy the DLC for this one, so don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really horrible cynical way to look at it, isn't it? <laughs> That's not the nah. case, I'm sure. Uh, okay. That's yep. what we all played this mm -hmm. week. Um, for more, please go to our website, goplaythat.com. Look us up on Facebook. Uh, we are at goplaythat on Twitter. Uh, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all the other podcast things. What else have we got? We've got a Twitch channel, which sometimes they do crap on. <laughs> not literally. Um, you, not, well, it depends how many people follow. That's, you, can do, uh, you can do a crap, but you can't build furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's check. You're not allowed to build furniture. Um, that's probably all the things. And we'll try and get this going on Wednesday. So hopefully it's Wednesday when you heard this. And there'll be another one next yeah, Wednesday. If you listen to this any other day of the week, you're an idiot. <laughs> or we failed. Or that, or that. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Love you. Bye. 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 Yeah.